Blog Talk Radio. everybody welcome to another edition of sports urban legend along with my co-host macaulay matthew i'm of course william Mamo. what's up mac how you doing hey man. good how's it going hey i'm doing all right man glad to have you on the show as always hey glad to be on as usual cool cool thank you again man and ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for uh tuning in checking out this episode of sports urban legend of course, he's Macaulay Matthew, and I'm William Mamo. Today's show, we're going to talk about uh, the, the slam dunk contest. The only silver lining was our boy Obi Toppin weighing it, defending the Knicks' uh, honor. If the Knicks still have any, you know, we won. You know, we won the slam dunk uh, tournament. Uh, R.J. Barrett had his breakout game yesterday in the losing effort. We'll talk about that. Um, Talk about the Super Bowl since we were in here, unfortunately, last week. And we'll also talk about the Elimination Chamber. That also happened last week as well. And um, talk about this MLB lockout, the rumors surrounding both Mets and Yankees, um, and which um, ironically involves Freddie Freeman as one of the rumors. We'll dive into that, but most importantly, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. You know, we'll talk about those topics. We'll talk about Cesaro um, leaving WWE. Also talk about Keith Lee making his debut in AEW. Uh, but most importantly, we'd love to hear from you guys and uh, and ladies, and uh, let your voice be heard. So again, the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine five six three nine 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 three five two nine. But with that said, let's um let's start with the um the slam dunk contest, man. Um, well, what can we say? Uh, by all accounts, everybody who's seen it. Uh, everybody has come to agreement that this was the worst slam dunk contest of all time. Um, the only good thing about it is that Obi Toppin redeemed himself um, from, you know, from losing last year. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, by all accounts, it was painful to watch. What is your personal experience from watching it, Mac? Yeah, that was not one of the better slam dunk contests that we've seen in past years. It's definitely one of the worst, if not the worst one. You know, a lot of missed attempts. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of weak dunks. Um, Nobody yeah. got fifty. Huh? Oh yeah, no one got fifty. It's it was a weak contest. You know, it's not. It was pretty boring to watch. I mean, I I just watched it for Obi, and I thought Obi's dunks were underrated pretty much. You know, he had that one dunk um, over that guy where he uh, he, he he kind of uh, put the ball around his back and then dunked it while jumping over that guy. Then he had another mm-hmm. dunk where he touched the backboard oh, yeah, and exactly. wind, windmilled the, the ball in. He had some dunks that were, that were really good, I thought. Mm-hmm. But again, there were a lot of missed attempts that pretty much ruined this contest. And um, yeah, it was not that great. It wasn't that great. I mean, I wish some of these bigger stars would compete in these contests, like uh, John Morant. Yeah, John Morant. Um, you know, even a guy like Russell Westbrook or mm-hmm. LeBron. LeBron has never competed in a dunk contest. Can you yeah, that? I know. It's never gonna happen. I mean, he's he's like well, at this at this stage, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, he should have he was younger, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see some of these other high flyers, you know, get involved more, but, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. I mean, the last great dunk contest we had was that uh, showdown between... Um, Nate Robinson. 
No, not Nate Robinson. Between Zach Levine and um, what's his name? Um, the the guy, the kid who plays in on Utah right now. Um, Donovan Mitchell. No, no, no. Zach Levine. Remember that that dunk contest uh, several years ago. Um, what's his name again? Where people thought he should have won. Uh, what, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. I, I think that was twenty. Was that twenty sixteen? Yeah, that was twenty sixteen. That one was a one of the great dunk contests we've ever seen, and that, I think that was the last great one. So, um, but this one, it was not that good. It's not that good. They definitely have to bring, give these stars some type of uh, incentive. Incentive, so that way they can compete. Mhm. Yep. Or they don't have to get some guys from Rock Club Park or, or, or um, yeah, high school, college, or whatever to like do this. Right. Right. They even have me and you try to dunk. You might have you to know. change your format. And, you know, get get some guys from like the Harlem Globetrotters or mm-hmm. <laughs> from the street ball and have them compete against some of these NBA dudes. Mhm. Or having some of these YouTube Three, guys, you know, compete against these NBA guys. For real, because that was... Something needs to change. Yeah, so the change is definitely, definitely necessary. That's needed. Yeah. And speaking of change, um, yeah, man, this Nick team, they, they need a change, man. Hopefully that changes the the emergence of R.J. Barrett as, as the, the lead star of the team, you know. Because, I mean, the future is now with him. You know, he has the talent. We've been saying this for years that, you know, you know, people were saying, oh, he ain't clutch. There was even a dude, um, I'm trying to remember what team the guy was on. He was basically talking smack. I think it was Carl Edwards, maybe? From the from the Timberwolves, maybe? That he was saying, I think it was last year, that, oh, you know, when, when uh, R.J. Brad was trying to make a shot, a last-second shot, he missed it. And he's, and the guy was talking smack. He was like, you know, a um. Oh, wasn't that the 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 that's the kid in Minnesota? Was that Anthony Edwards? Yeah, it was Edwards. Yeah, he was saying like, oh, you know, he ain't clutch. You know, um, you know, he felt good about him. T- you know, Barrett taking the shot because he knew he was gonna miss it. I was like, man, RJ Barrett, man, he has the tools to be a star, like for real. Like if you if you give him a chance to m- mature, like he he. I mean, like, he was already a good player in, in, with Duke in, in college, you know. I mean, this guy, he, like, he has it in his blood. Like, he, you could see you could see it, you know, a player, you know, who's, you know, who, 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 who shies away from the pressure of New York. Yeah. But him, he's, you know, he's, he doesn't. I mean, he's just, he's, he's still trying to develop. I mean, look at Jordan. I mean, Jordan was a phenomenal player out of college and it took him until like what the um 1990 1991 to to win his first championship with a supporting you know cast time? Oh, what were you going to say? No, with a supporting cast of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You can't win you can't win a title without a without a supporting cast. I mean, obviously he had you know um um Pippen you know with that incredible cast and he had those those six titles, you know and those two dynasties sandwiching between them. So, I mean, yeah, you need a supporting cast. And that's what the Knicks need to do. They need to develop from within to um, to turn this fortune around because nobody's coming to save them. Zion Williams isn't going to come and save us. And, if, and you know, if he comes, man, he's going he to need to save himself too because he's injury prone and, um, you know, he's, you know he's 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 not reliable right now uh, as a guy you, to build around. You know what I'm saying? So um, the Knicks they just need to build from within. You know, and then the, the, there's all this indecisiveness. You know, there's rumors of you know, you know, Tipperto might getting fired. You know, after the season or during the season, it's just all this drama. I mean. And you know, Kemba Walker, they mutually agreed that he's gonna he's not gonna play for the rest of the the season, which most likely means it's gonna be the end of his career. 
Um, they're going to just, I guess, eat it or try to trade him in the off season. And the rumors is, is that they weren't even openly trying to trade him, you know, at the deadline, which, I mean, it'll make no sense. You know, it's just, it's just insane. It's just insane how, how, how terrible, you know, you know, the, you know, all the hype about him coming here. I mean, it's even, when you think about it, it's even worse than, than, than Randall. Because it was like, you know, he's a local guy. You know, uh, Kimber Walker was a guy that you, the, the Knicks have always been, you know, rumored to, to get ever since, you know, he was, you know, he got drafted and, um, you know, you know, with, uh, with the Hornets. And of course, when he signed with Celtics, you know, we thought he possibly could have came here then. And then he got these, these uh, knee injuries and all that stuff. And, you know, he's just not the same guy no more. I mean, he had some flashes. He had that, what, 44 point game. He had, he had that, that, um, that, um, that run after he was benched for like nine games where he, you know, he showed, he, you know, he, he turned back the clock, you know, um, yeah, it's just been downhill ever since his relationship with the Knicks. And, um, and of course, you know, you got Randall. Randall has been playing better lately. Um, he didn't play well, um, the, this past game, um, the one that, uh, you know, Barrett scored the um, 46 points in. But prior to the yeah, because he was being shut down by Bam Adebayo. Bam, Bam just played great defense on him. And Randall, mm-hmm. man, his, his, this season he's been very inconsistent. Absolutely. This yeah, is not the man. same player who won the most improved player award last year. Hey, if he keeps this up, he might be in the running to win the most improved player of the year next year. But I think that's if we're lucky if he bounces back, because right. um, yeah, he he really needs he really needs to turn this 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 around, man. Well, right now, time work. There's not many games left, so time is running out. Fournier, you know, if he's not playing against the Celtics, he, you know, he he disappears, and you don't play defense. You know, it's just. And then the, the the sad thing is that, you know, they they could have got Demar Derozan instead of instead of Fournier, man. It's like it's like the story of the Knicks, you yeah. know, lives for like the past twenty something years, you know. Derozan has been having a phenomenal season with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been phenomenal, man. And then Grimes got injured. Um, you know, he's he's not gonna play for at least two weeks. Possibly might get knee surgery. Um, yeah, it's just been it's just it's just been horrible with the Knicks, man. They can't they can't be thinking, oh, we're gonna get this guy, we're gonna get this guy. They never get they never get the superstar players. They always overpay a, a guy who's a decent player who who who's not who hasn't even been an all star. Lately, they've been getting guys who's who are who've never been all stars. Who supposedly might have potential to do to do it, and they don't they don't they don't uh, pan out. I mean, to the credit, Randall did pan out last year, but I mean he's, you know, two out of the this three years he's been, been with the Knicks. You know, it hasn't it hasn't he hasn't lived up to the contract. I mean, last year he did, but um, this year, man, it's just. Yeah, man, we, we need Randall to to bounce back. I mean, I, the, the season, in my opinion, is already too late anyway. But they need to they need to mature these young players, you know, for the future. They need to play Cam Reddish more. I mean, they do. On. Why did you trade for him if you're not gonna play him? Exactly. It's just, it just doesn't make any any sense whatsoever. What's going on with the Knicks? Like, it's just it's baffling. I don't even know what to say. And then on the net side, um, they they last time I checked, they were losing to um to their their new rival um Bob um Bucks. Um, right now, right now the score is 
124-122 Brooklyn with 3.1 seconds left in the fourth. So looks like Brooklyn is going to hold on to this lead. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, I see now the um, yeah they got a three point lead with uh, a couple of seconds left. So, barring barring a uh, hail mary, I mean I know wrong sport, you know a three, you know this game should end right here. So yeah, they would actually need a hail mary if if uh, Brooklyn nails these two free throws. And you should just heave a three pointer from half court. Yeah, yeah, it's one twenty it's one twenty four, one twenty two Brooklyn right now. Um Kyrie Irvin. He he has uh thirty eight points. You know, obviously we all know the story with him. He can't play you know, he can't play at home. So, you know, fortunately for him he's playing in uh He's playing in Milwaukee. You know, the yeah, this this game this game should be wrapped up any moment now, to my knowledge. I'm not watching the game. But yeah, right now the Nets are leading by one. One twenty four, one twenty three. So yeah, Seth, Seth Curry, brother of Stephen. He he um um he has 19 points and uh, Drummond he almost he got up. that off. What? Giannis almost uh, could have tied it if he had made that three. So I'm guessing the ball game's over. Yeah, the game just ended. Uh, Brooklyn holds on 126-123. But that was a nice uh, pass to Giannis to the other side of the court, and Giannis had a clean. Clean look to make a three. He missed it. You said 126? 126, 123. The Nets hold on. Mm. Giannis had a clean look to tie the game. But he missed. And um, Giannis, he, he had 29 and, and 14. Uh, Bobby Portis, a familiar name with us. He had 30 points with 12 rebounds. <coughs> but it wasn't enough for uh, the Bucks, the the defending uh, world champions. So it's a, a good win for the Nets. You know, Nets, Nets need this w, these Ws, you know. Um, they had a huge lead in the, the division. Then they lost 10, 10 straight games at one point. Uh, they traded away James Harden, got Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry now. I mean, Seth Curry, I should say. We'll see We'll see what happens. And, and uh, looks like Mayor Adams is hinting that um, they're going to remove the mandate, and uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play in every game now in a few weeks. So we'll see how how that translates for the Nets. Yeah, Kyrie could uh, – that will be good news for Kyrie. He could now play home games and road games. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, shifting gears, the Super Bowl um, – Congrats to the Rams. They won their their first Super Bowl uh, since what ninety nine with, with Kurt Warner. And uh, for the Bengals, the Bengals they had a they had a lead uh, towards late that towards uh, you know in late in the the fourth, and uh, now they're zero and three in uh, in the Super Bowl. So the Bengals fans got to wait at least one more year to. Uh, Snap this uh, the curse, the championship drought. Yeah, well, um, the, the Bengals they have a lot of young talent on that team, so you know, there's going to be plenty of chances for them to attempt to go back to the Super Bowl. And they got Burrow, they got Chase, yeah, you know, they got a um, Mixon, Mixon, I should say. They got a good, they got a good core of young players in that team, so I can definitely. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, so I don't think uh, this loss should have them uh, hanging their heads, hanging their heads down. I mean, they're they're definitely gonna make a run in the AFC these next several years. But uh, gotta give uh, the Rams all the credit in the world. You know, they have a lot of talent this year. Um, they were huge favorites to win this game, and at times in that in this in the game a couple of weeks ago, it looked like they may they could have lost. Because you had Odell go down, you know they were behind in that fourth quarter. Matthew Stafford, you know, let them down the field, and they would they would go on to get the lead back and win the game. But uh, you got to give them all the credit in the world. You know they had a lot of talent and they deserved to win it. They were just a better team this year, so it was well deserved. And I'm uh, happy for Stafford, happy for Odell, Aaron Donald, all those guys who have been waiting years for a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was um, it was um, yeah, it was Matt, Matthew Stafford's uh, moment that he's been waiting for. Sure. You know, he, you know, he. He didn't win any um, playoff games when he was with, you know, all the 12 years he was with the, the Lions, and uh, and that was his chance. And then, you know, you had Odell Hurt, which, you know, provided a scare for the um, for the Rams, but they were able to overcome it and uh, come back from behind and win, the, win it. Yeah, as the Bengals, you know, Bengals could only hope that they have a um, a run like the the Buffalo Bills did in the '90s, the early '90s. You know, they're just hoping that they could, you know, actually win a win a title. You know, for, for you know, first time ever. Uh, both both franchises actually. Um, yeah, but you know, Joe Burrow's. Yeah, he definitely has a shot to to repeat, come back there. You know as the AFC champion, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not written in stone, you know, so anything could happen, you know what I mean? Um, and look at Dan Marino. A lot of people consider him one of the greatest, if not the greatest, you know, especially before the emergence of Tom Brady, you know, in recent years, um, but um, yeah, he went to that Super Bowl very young in his his career. I think it was his what his third third season in, in the league, and he never got back. So you know, nothing is promised. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see if uh, if there'll be a rematch next year, especially with uh, Tom Brady retiring. But um, with Tom Brady, you never know. He might come back. You know, he might have a little Brett Favre in him and you know, get that itch to come back. So you never know. Never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, now moving on to the baseball. Yo Mac, what what is your what is your are you optimism are, are you optimistic that we're gonna we're gonna have a you know a regular season? And if so, um how many games do you think we're gonna lose if I mean, they don't make a if they don't make a um agreement by this Monday, I the mean, last I'm, day? I'm optimistic there is gonna be a baseball season, but I don't know if it's gonna start in time right now. I mean, it looks like we might lose maybe sixty plus games, maybe, or maybe even a hundred at this point. Because it doesn't sound like it's going to start in time, so you might not have baseball until maybe the fall. I mean, who knows how this is going to last, but we're going to lose a lot of games, it's sounding like. Well, you should look at the press as a Yankee fan. You know, the regular season always starts in October anyway for you guys, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're – now, you guys have – the Mets have high expectations, so – you guys have Very something good. to look forward to this season. Yeah, by time. By time, man. It's like once a decade, the, the Mets have a good team. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully um, hopefully the, the, the Mets will um, live up to the expectations and 
the lockout won't prevent the Mets from making more moves because some of the rumors that they're they're thinking about. I don't know if you heard about this, Mac, but some of the owners, the the owners, they want they want the big market teams to pay a fine if they go over the luxury tax. Um, they pay like I think what twenty five percent first time offense, second time offense is like fifty, and then maybe a hundred was a hundred percent more the next time, or seventy five percent more the next time, and then plus and then plus you're gonna lose your draft picks, future draft picks. Like I assume this is not the big market teams. No, no, this is the big market teams, my friend. The big market is, teams are saying this. No, well, because the big market teams are the ones who have money. They wouldn't oh, want to. They, okay, they wouldn't want to say. I see your point. You're saying it, you don't think it's the big market teams that are saying, oh, yeah, okay, I see your point. No, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I would assume not because it's them that's going to be penalized. If yeah. anything, it should be the small market teams being penalized because they're the ones that are tanking and exactly. and they're not they're not spending the money. They're not spending the money to, to, to um, maintain their players or to um, acquire talent, you know. Those are the people that should be t- penalized, not – not the teams that you know who, who are trying to win a championship because that's what that's the goal. You know what I mean? I mean this is what the main the main f- focus of these this this arguments are is the um I guess the the payroll and the the players. You know a lot of these players, great players, good very good players, they're still free agents. You know uh, before the the um the lockout. You know what I mean? So it's like they don't they don't have the leverage like they used to have um that they've had you know especially these last couple of years you know during the the pandemic you know so the league the the, the players they feel like they've they've conceded enough in these last couple of um you know um labor disputes and it looks like they they you know they draw you know a line in the sand that they they want significant improvements they want the um the draft the compensation removed so that it, you know that that will um you know the players w- can be freely signed anywhere you know cuz that definitely did a- get affected you know the players who who have a draft compensation pick cuz teams don't want to lose a draft pick you know for signing a specific player um you know so uh, the the what you want to call it the the player union they want to um, they want to eliminate that uh, apparently they agreed they they got to agree there's going to be universal DH which you've been evangelizing about the universal DH for many years so I know you're excited about that. Well, I mean, uh, not really excited, but it should have been something <laughs> that should have been instituted years ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it to the times. I guess you're going to save your celebrations for for October. No, I mean, as we already have the DH, that's going to be the National League's problem. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have to worry about that. Yeah, you've had the DH since, what, 73? When yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? As, oh. as, a, as, you know, since the National League is going to have it, now, so it's gonna be something that you guys will have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love the way how the game was before, but if this can enable them to get a, a you know a good player to help them win a championship, then you know I will, um, you know, I'll um, accept it. You know, uh, could one of those players be Freddie Freeman? I, I strongly doubt it. I mean, you know, this guy. Um, I think he's. I know all the rumors are saying he's going to most likely leave the the Braves, maybe go to the Dodgers, go to you guys, the Yankees. Um, but yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I, I just don't see him leaving the Braves. I, I, the rumors I'm hearing is that the Braves want to offer him a five year deal. He wants a six, and uh, maybe at one fifty or something. I don't. I don't know what the the thing was. I would assume it's more than 150. I mean, I mean, this guy is—he's—he's he's phenomenal, and he just won the title, too. So, um, yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah Carlos Graves, I, I would, I would, I would give him the money. I, would, I don't, I think he's thirty-two years old, but yeah, man, you just this guy's, this guy's a, a all-time great, brave, uh, the best play they've had, you know, since Chipper Jones. You know, you gotta, you gotta lock this guy up. You gotta lock this guy up like a criminal. Can't let him go. Yeah, I, I never understood that with the, you know, with the DH. I never understood why. I know that it's, it, there's some strategy to it, but I don't understand why nationally had pitchers hitting in the first place. They were most of the time it was easy outs. And well, that is true. I don't get I don't get why the National League never adopted the DH years ago. I mean, well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, they want to they want to preserve the the authenticity of the game because that's how the game was in the in the past. The pitchers used to pitch. You know, and hit. You know, the DH was a novelty thing. A lot of these pitchers don't even bother learning how to hit. That's the thing. Like, if you're gonna be hitting, I love learn how to hit. Like, it doesn't make any more sense. Well, I mean, yeah, but then again, hitting is a lot easier said than done. It's not. It's not easy for a regular position player to hit. But um, at least with a DH, I mean, you you'll see the numbers go up uh, dramatically now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, hundred percent. You know. Yeah, it's a shame we won't we won't be able to see Matt Serger hit swing the bat. You know, see see how well he do. But you know, like you I, said, it's the I, time you know, I could care less if with my pitchers hit. I mean, it's as long as they're pitching and they're pitching great. That's what I want to see. Oh, I don't want to see them hit a home run. Like we have home run hitters for that. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh man. Like, this is not the Babe Ruth times, you know? So if you had Babe Ruth or Shohei um, Otani, you wouldn't want, would want to see him swing the bat as a pitcher? Well, if he can do both, yeah, I, I would. But I wouldn't want to see him do it in the same game, you know? I like what they're doing with Otani in, the, in uh, L.A., where they have him hit as a, you know, he's in the starting lineup as a hitter, and then he'll have a day where he pitches, mm-hmm. but he's not hitting and pitching uh, in the same game, like old school, right? Yeah, I guess that's that's basically what what they're gonna have to, what what people are gonna have to do now if they have a pitcher that can hit, because the Mets have a couple of guys who could hit as pitchers, but. You know the Mets. You know, yeah, they but they're not. I mean, come on. How many guys are like Otani? Or, or no, 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 no. Not I many. Say, you know, I say they're Otani. I'm not going that. Far. <laughs> I, I ain't going that far. I say they're Otani. You know. Yeah. You know. I think uh, what. The Grom could hit. I think I think Sergio could hit as a pitcher. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Syndergaard. You know, he had a couple of home runs with the Mets. Obviously, Bartolo Colon hit, hit his first home run a few years ago when he was with the Mets. Uh, what was that, 2016, maybe? You're t- so, let me ask you a question. You're telling me if there's a you need a big hit in the spot, you're going to bring up Jacob DeGrom to, <laughs> to, hit, to hit that game-winning home run or game-winning hit in a big spot? Well, of course not. I mean, you, you we got the DH now. so we Exactly. Got, so why would we even, like, care about that? Go after I don't know maybe Kyle Schwarber or, or Nelson Cruz or um, who, who knows maybe even resign Colin Porto. I mean even though I think he he most likely would go he most likely go to you guys or Phillies you know but um yeah now and now now only that now for guys who can't for guys that you don't want who are are battling some type of injury and you don't want them to play the field, now they could you could put them at the D H spot where they mm-hmm. can just hit. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I always loved about interleague play. It it made it it made it special, you know, to have that option, you know, um going to the American League ballpark and you have that. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that was a you know a very special thing, you know. It's something to look forward to, you know. Yeah. Especially back in the days when they had the, all the interleague games back to back, instead of the past couple of years after they made it uh, 15 teams. You know, it used to be 16 National League teams and 14 American League. Um, and, you know, but once they made the leagues even, 
with the emergence of Astros moving to the American League, you know, that's when um um that's when um that's uh, that's when they made interleague play every day, which to me that that's one of the things that Manfred instituted that just ruined the game, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I think uh, when they did do it that year, uh, it helped you guys out, especially with um, um, what's his face was injured. Um, um, what's I'm thinking he's uh, he's no longer on the team anymore. Who's Cespedes? Cespedes, yeah, it helped you guys a lot with Cespedes that year when he was injured. When they had the DH thing, oh, yeah. he he only he only hit one home run that that game that 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 first game of the season, and then he he went AWOL. Right. Yeah. Well, he pretty much disappeared after that. I know, but still. yeah. So the the DH really helped out Dom Smith, uh, JD Davis, but especially Dom Smith. Yeah. It was supposed on paper it was supposed to help Cespedes, but Cespedes went AWOL, so he didn't even really get to reap the benefit of you know the DH. Yeah. Where's Cespedes? I mean, well, I, supposedly he's trying to come back to baseball. To the Mets? No, nah, not to the Mets. Oh. Guy yeah, just left the Mets. Had a, a COVID excuse. Mm-hmm. Was that his excuse? Yep, that's true. Like he he just took. Oh, and speaking of a guy who who opted out with the Mets during that time, um, Marcus Stroman. Like right. I, you know, I gave him a, I gave him a pass, you know, from him doing that. But now um, I don't know if you heard, but a few days ago, you know, um, there was a fan who was um, talking about Michael Conforto. Hopefully, Michael Conforto coming back to the Mets, and. Um, yeah, Marcus Stroman. Yeah, he was he was he was um talking a lot of smack about the Mets. Uh, really? Let me see if I, oh yeah, let me see if I can uh, get his actual quote so I can. Uh, he, he always has something to say, Marcus Stroman. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's the negative thing about him. You know he he pitched well last year, but it was like he just he just you know like to talk a lot of smack. You know. Um, and get offended by by stuff, you know. That was, you know, that was the negative thing about him, you know, being on the team. Like he was just easily PO'd about things, you know. Uh, let me see if I could get that quote quickly for you. Um, let me see. Yeah, by the way, Oliver Perez, he, um, he, um... There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, I know. He is, is going to retire after next year. This this upcoming year, he's going to play in the Mexican League because uh, I think he's, what, Mexican-American? So he's going to he's gonna play in the Mexican League and then officially retire from, the, from uh, baseball. Uh, let's see if this is... I thought you were gonna say that he's he's gonna retire as a Met. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why are the Mets gonna retire him to begin with? Yeah, I, I yeah, I wouldn't uh, recommend that, especially <laughs> especially after he um um yeah, uh, you know, what can I say? He yeah, he's he he's been wild, especially towards the end of his his tenure with the Mets. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can get that. Quote. You know whose uh, number will be retired? The Yankees will be retiring Paul O'Neill's number in August. Yeah, well deserved. You know, congrats to to number twenty one on the Yankees, uh, Paul O'Neill. You yeah. know, one uh, a college player won won a title with the the Reds in ninety, and then he went to the Yankees during the dynasty and was a huge part of the you know that run. Yeah, it was. You know, a fiery player in that Yankee dynasty. One of mm-hmm. our clutch hitters, so well-deserved. 
So yeah, so um, yeah, basically, you know, um, a fan was saying that they hope he comes back to the Mets, and then Stroman was saying that how, you know, that he hopes he gets paid, you know, elsewhere, and then when they asked him to elaborate, he was basically saying, apparently this 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 tweet got deleted. He said, just look at who the Mets hired as their GM, which he's referring to uh, Billy Epler. He said, uh, that tells you enough. His lack of awareness in his previous position is being exposed to the public now. I'm beyond thankful I'm gone from that organization. God got me. And then, but before he signed with the the, the Cubs in, in December 2nd, he, this is what he said. Huge thank you to the Mets to the Mets and the city of New York for the last few years. Create some friendships that will last forever. Thank you to the staff and coaches for always helping me prepare to the highest degree. Nothing but love to all the fans who supported us throughout it all, or through it all, I should say. Oh yeah, and another thing he was another thing he said um, about the Mets was that um, he's happy that he's in in a in an organization that that you know that has a great fan base that's going to support him, and to that I would say the Mets, that the Mets didn't support him. When he was that's there? what I'm saying. Like the Mets fans were supporting him. I don't know what he's talking about. Like there were more, there were more, there were most more Mets fans that supported him that weren't against him. The only time I could think of Mets fans having an issue with him was when he would say a comment or he get offended or you know him about to go into a fight with somebody. But other than that, the Mets fans have been pretty supportive of him. Yeah. You know, I guess he's about to do the thumb down with, with Lindor and, 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 and uh, Randall at, at, <laughs> this, at this point, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Like he's taking, this dude literally thanked the Mets fans, thanked the Mets organization. And now that he's on the, he's on the way out. Now he, um, Taking shots, cheap shots at the Mets, the Mets fans, you know. Like, I think it's just, I think it's the fact he was upset that they didn't go after him. You know, they pursued, you know, all these other pitchers like Gosman and um, I'm trying to think of the other person was, um, obviously Serger, um, and they didn't go after him. Which I mean, he got a, he got snap out of it. If you have a chance to go after Strowman or Serger. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta focus your attention on surgery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean he, he no should, shouldn't take it personal. Yeah. And his numbers haven't been, you know, numbers haven't been up there with Scherzer to begin with. So. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Surger, the with the National was the best picture free agent signing ever like yeah. ever like no other no other no other picture has ever has even come close to what he get he produced for for them with any other any other signing definitely wasn't mike hampton signing with the with the colorado rockies because of the schools and not the seven-year 120 million dollar contract they gave him you know um Yep. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on of players, especially pitchers who signed these huge, massive deals, and they could never live up to the contract weight. But he did it. To his credit, he did it through no hitters, um, won the championship, you know, with them, won Cy Young's, Cy, Cy Young Awards. Like, I mean, he literally did it all. He literally mm-hmm. did it all for the Nationals. That's true. So I mean, what what can you say? The only thing you can hope and pray is that he can stay healthy. Him and the Grom can stay healthy, and if they do, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch those two compete against each other as teammates. You know, yeah, try to definitely. one up each other. I mean, it, it it'd be a beautiful. You know, we don't even know when this season's gonna start. You know, so I think we I think we're gonna start at you know after the All Star break. You know, I think we're gonna, it's going to be kind of like that. Um, the six, sixty year, sixty game season of two years ago. We'll, we'll have sixty games, and that's if we're lucky. Yeah, right now it's looking like that. 
It's not looking good at all. And um, shifting gears, yeah, the, the elimination chamber. Um, the elimination chamber um, had some highlights, had some lowlights. Um, let's get right into it. Rey Mysterio defeated Rey Mysterio defeated the Miz. Um, I didn't see that match. I don't know if you saw that match. This was like yeah, I think a, I saw part of it. This was during the um I think the um wasn't it during the um I think the this pre-show? was during the pre show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you also had uh, uh Bianca Belair defeating Dewdrop, Alexa Bliss. That was a good match. Yeah, absolutely it was a great great match there. And, and I, I made it I was texting you that uh you know, it was apparent that WWE made these uh, ladies all wear bodysuits. Right, so the, I remember the Saudi men remember. couldn't look at their TNA. I remember, you, yeah, you were saying that they, their wardrobe was, um, was, um, yeah, they, their wardrobe was definitely um, altered, you know, you know, because they wanted to keep their PC. Yeah, because but um, you know, and then that wardrobe this match. It was a it was a very good match. I think that the women's elimination chamber match was much better than the female elimination chamber matches than the yeah. male elimination chamber matches to say. Uh yeah, hundred a hundred percent um agree with you for sure. Um and Bianca won as I as I, I thought in the beginning and then I was watching the match and I'm like, um who who did I think was gonna win after us? Because I, I picked Bianca on the last the last episode of the show to win, and then there was oh yeah I thought it was Alexa, while watching the show I thought Alexa I changed my mind briefly I thought Alexa was gonna win, and then once it got to like what the final two Bianca and um I think Rhea Ripley was the final two, and then you know I thought uh, Bianca would win and, and then she she you know she won that you know I think she even hit the KOD on um do drop. Doo-doo drop, as I call it. <laughs> yep. Um, she shit like doo-doo. <laughs> and then you got Naomi and Ronda Rousey um, teaming up, and then they defeated Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Uh, Ronda Rousey had one hand tied behind her back, and um, it, it made no difference. Then you had this... Um, snooze fest of a match a match that that could have been on uh, 205 Live or um, you know Sunday Night Heat from back in the days Drew McIntyre defeats Mad Cop Moss Uh, we all knew that was going to happen false false count anywhere match and you man and uh, that that, uh, McIntyre and that sword man he's got to he's got to behead someone I know it's crazy, man. But the Saudis, you know, they're used to that, but, so it wouldn't have been any anything unusual for them. We're losing sponsors. If we were getting paid, we losing sponsors here. <laughs> but um, yeah, then you got Becky Lynch, Lita, um, the Raw Women's Title Dream Match. Becky Lynch grew up a Lita, you know, a Lita fan, and she had she uh, defeated her um. You know her, um, you know her her childhood idol. Um, any thoughts on that match? Uh, which which match? This was the Becky Lynch match, right? Versus yeah, uh, Lita. Yeah, that was a good match. That was very good. I mean, I would have loved to see Lita win it, but you know, it was good to see her just come back and wrestle again and mm-hmm. show that she still, you know, she still has it. Mm-hmm. But I hope she wrestles again in the future. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Then you got Usos um, um, battling the the the, the um the um, what you call it the Viking Raiders, and you know Uso retained the titles there. Um, double double counter or something I think it was, or double disqualification yeah. something like that I forgot. And it was a no contest. Um, um, what was I gonna say? 
Oh, yeah, of course. Then you had, I think, uh, Roman Reigns defeating Goldberg, I think, let off the show. I think oh, yeah, after, that's right. After the um, the Mysterio Miz match, uh, Roman Reigns, he defeated Goldberg. Um, no surprise there. But he made the surprise was he made him tap he made him uh, pass out, you know. Which I think I don't I think that's like the first time ever I could think of Goldberg being you know passing out like that, you know submitting. Well, he didn't he didn't tap out, but you know his his body gave out. You're yeah. like what fifty five years old, man. He, you know. He, yeah. Getting up there. Yeah. And then last but not least. Yeah, Brock Lesnar defeat Bobby Lashley, who was injured in the match. Um, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Riddle, Seth Freakin' Rollins to become the new WWE champion. Um, well, the backstage news is that Bobby Lashley was hurt. He had like a um, a shoulder problem ever during the match with Brock Lesnar. And basically, um, they faked the the scene where Seth Rollins does the the buckle bomb uh, to break the cell and gave, um, you know, Lashley a a fake concussion. Um, And then, you know, um, you you remember the scene when Brock Lesnar broke out of the the pod? Yeah. Yeah, like he's the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, apparently... That was that wasn't um, staged. Supposed, what? Yeah, supposedly, but they were gonna show Brock. Le- they were gonna show Bobby Lashley's empty pod, and then they would go to him, because obviously, you know, Bobby Lashley um, wouldn't be able to compete. So Brock Lesnar improvised, actually made it better by him breaking out of it. Wow. And he just he just dominated it, man. All these matches, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, all all of them are controversial. The yeah. bo- the the day one match, Brock Lesnar beats um he wins the title, but he doesn't um yeah I think that ended yeah that ended Big E's reign if I'm not mistaken. Um, all all the what you call it um. No wait, no wait. But Brock, wait, wasn't Bobby Lashley the champion? No, no, no. Brock, no. Big E was the champion. So, um, Brock Lesnar defeated pinned everybody except for um, um, Lashley, and Lashley dominated him in that match in their first ever uh, match together. Then you had um, the one-on-one matchup at Royal Rumble, where um, you know Brock Lesnar. Dominated that match. Um, Bobby Lashley, you know, obviously had help from Roman Reigns to, to win that title. So, you know, it was wonderful to see Bobby Lashley get that one-on-one matchup and get the W. Um, and then afterwards, this match, Bobby Lashley didn't even get a chance to enter to fight. You know, he didn't get a chance to fight, and you know, the screwy ending, and he loses the title. You know, they could have, they could have just. They could have changed the thing and said, okay, whoever wins this match, it's not going to be our number one contender match instead of, you know, still for the title. Because they've had Elimination Chamber matches where it was non-title matches, you know what I mean? And sure enough, Brock Lesnar wins the title again. And, um, you know, we got the title for title match. Winner takes all coming up. You know, um, uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, that's going to be champion versus champion. Going to be a unification of both titles. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see. Match, they're, they're calling it the match of a lifetime? Is that what they're calling it? Maybe. I mean, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I think... I don't think they should. I don't think they should be reunited. I'm norm, I am normally for the unification matches. You know, I, I generally love them, but I don't know. The state of WWE right now, the way how they're booking, I think they need. I think they need a, a secondary. They need a secondary title so they could give somebody else a chance, like a Big E 
Bobby Lashley or somebody else like that, who you know, up and coming guy to have a title. Because with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, man, it's like you ain't you ain't gonna get that title anytime soon. This this ain't gonna be no title changes anytime soon. You know what I mean? Because it's like these guys have been holding on to the title for the longest time. You know what I, I mean? Here's what I think will happen. I think whoever wins both titles, I don't think it'll necessarily be unified, and and they're not gonna call it the the WWE Heavyweight mm-hmm. Universal Title. I think they'll just hold on to the two titles, and they'll they'll have to relinquish one, and then mm-hmm. you we'll go back to having a you know two separate titles. I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think this is I think that's exactly what's gonna happen because the way how WWE is now, two brands. I think they need they need us uh, us you know two separate champions because with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar holding on to the titles like. One one of each titles is like it's hard enough for you to win one. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm just yeah. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a long term unification. I think it'll be short lived. Yeah. And um, trying to think here. Um, tell me what happened in AEW. AEW, I think um they're gonna have a they're gonna have an event coming up. Um, they're gonna have I think uh Daniel Bryan versus um John Moxley. Daniel Bryanson. Hey, yeah, Bryan Danielson. My fault. Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, yeah. Brian Danielson, yeah. Oh yeah, and also Keith Lee, he he made his his debut with AEW. Um, he said he would. He, do you know what wrestler he said he would have loved to have fought during his time? Who? I'll give you three guesses. Wait, who's this again? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Who's three wrestlers he would have loved to fought? No, one, there's one wrestler he would have loved to have fought when he was in WWE. I'm giving you three guesses that figure out who. An active wrestler yes. right now? Yes, yes, an active wrestler. Uh, Bobby Lashley? Uh, that's a, No, he fought Bobby Lashley once. Did he? Oh, I can't yes, even remember did. that. Okay. Um, Got two more. Brock Lesnar? That's not a bad guess, but that's not it. Uh, hmm. It's not Randy Orton, because he, he fought Randy Orton, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you're going to get this. What's your next guess? Your next and final guess. Seth freaking Rollins? Nope. The answer is uh, Big E. Oh, Big E. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That would have been like my tenth guess. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, that's that's um. Wait, let me see when is this uh, event gonna happen? March six. Okay, so they're gonna have a they're gonna have a pay per view event next Sunday. So I guess we'll give our our preview then. All right, uh, anything else you'd like to say, Mike, before we uh, head out? Uh, no, just uh, check your local listings for my podcast, iMac Sports Urban Legend, every Saturdays at eleven, only on Block Talk Radio. You heard the guy. Check out uh, his his uh, podcast, iMac. And uh, check out my YouTube channel, Sports of the Legend TV. And check out this this show, Sports of the Legend, every Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm Wayne Memo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.